Well, I'm back from my outsourcing tour in the Philippines, and it's time to share what I learned. Welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Reed. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You much, much, much more importantly, are a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing. Exactly what we do around here. Today's show, absolutely no different. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're an old listener, thank you. Hey, we're brought to you by the very good folk at NetRegistry who get your online marketing sorted. They make this show possible. So check out their exclusive listener packages over at netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo and 99designs, the world's largest graphic design marketplace where you're guaranteed to get a design you'll love. Anything you want designed, head over to 99designs.com forward slash Timbo, $99 free upgrade. Hey, um, big show today. I am going to share the learnings from last week's trip, tour of duty to the Philippines where I... And some fellow SBBMers joined me and, boy, did we learn and gain some insights into outsourcing, into getting more done with less. Love that. I want to share those with you. Plus, I got a motivational marketing quote on delegation, funnily enough, by one of my favourite authors on on consumer behaviour, Malcolm Gladwell. I think he's also a... um, New York Times, New York Times, New Yorker, Juno as well. Doesn't matter. The bottom line is, team, it's a very big show. There is marketing, G-O-L-D, dripping from the ceiling over at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Do you need a speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reed. That's R-E-I-D dot com dot A-U. So if you are a listener of the show and you've listened to uh, recent episodes, you'll know that I had a fellow on David Warren. Episode 254 and 255. David moved his entire business over to the Philippines. He owns all the tall ships on Sydney Harbour. He moves it over there. Not the tall ships, just all the back office stuff, and his business is completely changed around. Now he's running these tours called Rocking the Boat Tours in which he takes Australian business owners behind the scenes of this wonderful outsourcing industry that is available to us in the Philippines. And the whole idea of the Rocking the Boat Tours, uh, hosted by David, it's a three-day tour. We go from Manila, we start in Manila, we head down to the Pampanga province uh, to a place called Clark where David's business is set up and he now has a business that um, provides outsourcing solutions to the Philippines, uh, to the Philippines, to Australian business owners. But it wasn't about promoting David's business at all because what we did was visit a huge range of outsourcing business models, which I'll touch on in a minute. But I was joined by five wonderful SBBMers. I'll tell you their first names. But I've got to tell you, what happens on the trip, you guessed it, stays on the trip. 
Oh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of laughs, a lot of belly laughs. And a big thank you uh, to Natalie, to Rhino. A couple of you got, got nicknames over along the course of the three days. So Natalie, Rhino, Wobbles, <laughs> you know who you are, Sean and Damien. Uh, good guys and girl. And we had a lot of fun. A lot of, as I said, a lot of belly laughs. It was wonderful to connect with some listeners. Some absolutely, like you guys, you five guys, absolutely motivated business owners who are willing to uh, step outside of your comfort zone and look at ways of changing the way you do business, which is pretty much what we learnt. So, as I said, we visited a wide range of outsourcing solutions. And quite a lot. Like we just think about maybe, you know, maybe many of us have just thought, oh, it's just about finding a VA, a virtual assistant, or or just finding a person to do a task. But we visited everything from uh, a real estate solution where you find the space or they find the space for you at, say, an office park, and you put in your own team. They might provide the desks, but you you get the computers, you know, you've got to find the team yourself, etc. We looked at seat leasing, where you can uh, lease a computer, a seat, a desk. Uh, we looked at finding people uh, online to work from their home. Uh, we looked at niche solutions like accounting and marketing, where there are dedicated, there are these things called BPOs, business process outsourcing uh, companies. And there were ones dedicated to like accounting and bookkeeping. We visited a marketing one there. We visited call centres, inbound, outbound call centres, large and small. Um, Businesses just selling hours uh, to get projects done. And then we visited BPOs with like HR departments uh, who find individuals for you and help you build a team. So so many. And like that was just on the tour. That's the three days. I'm sure there's plenty of other options out there, but really, really mind opening as to what is possible. Plus there were some experiences that uh, helped us better understand the Filipino Filipino culture and the Filipino, I can't say that, Filipino, it's not Filo pastry, Timbo, Filipino people. Uh, but you really need to do the tour to understand that. I don't want to reveal too much, just in case you do the tour one day. So much learned. And now I want to uh, sort of give you my key insights into my big takeaways from the tour. Support for this show comes from 99designs, where dozens of designers compete to deliver a fast, affordable design you'll love. Speaking of love, their big cheese, Patrick Llewellyn, recently compared 99designs to a dating site. We really think of contests almost like the dating paradigm. You go to a nightclub, it's noisy, there's a lot of people to meet, you get to meet a lot of people, and if you're lucky, you know, at the end of that process, you might meet someone, right? And then you go on and and, and have dates. And so a contest is kind of like that paradigm. You put up your proposal, lots of designers submit their ideas, and then you start to whittle down to a few of the ones that really resonate with you. And then ultimately, you pick one of them. And once you pick that one designer, the chances of you going on to work with that designer to get other things designed is actually very high. 99 Designs, where love is in the air. For a free $99 upgrade on your first design, visit 99designs.com forward slash Timbo. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. 
Support for this show comes from Net Registry. Recently, I was Skyping it up with Verity Ma, their Chief Marketing Officer, when the line deteriorated. She thought it may be because she had loads of browsers open, at which point I'm like, why so many browsers? Well, because websites appear differently on different browsers. So if I run multiple, then I can get a sense of how our websites are tracking across different browsers and customers' websites. Net Registry, where attention to detail rules. Visit netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo for a website that works on, well, all browsers. Hey, there you go. 99 Designs and Net Registry. That's outsourcing right there. Not necessarily to the Philippines, but uh, it's about, you know, whilst I want to talk to you now about my key takeaways of outsourcing to the Philippines, just at a bigger kind of macro level team, think about what you can delegate, what you can get off your plate in order to free you up to focus more on your business. And yes, I think the Philippines is a great solution But looking at businesses in your own suburb, if you can afford them, in your own state, in your own country, fantastic, but do start to delegate more. I I need to, and I'm sure you do too, to free you up to do the great things that you are put on this world to do. Now, some key takeaways from being on this outsourcing tour, which was called Rockin' the Boat, and I tell you what... It rocked my boat and it rocked the, uh, the boat of the other uh, listeners who are on the tour. Number one, the big one, the Filipino people are amazing. Like seriously, just a, a beautiful race of people. Well-educated, they speak great English, <laughs> better than me really, wouldn't be hard. Uh, they're honest, hardworking, incredibly flexible, you know, willing to learn, willing to try new things, don't get stuck in like, oh, that's my job and that's all I'm here to do. They're willing to to try new things and to be trained up in new things, willing to learn and improve. And i got to tell you, there's lots of them. Like the population of the Philippines, like 120 million. A crazy number, a crazy stat. There's 100,000 CPAs, chartered practicing accountants, graduating every year in the Philippines looking for work. There's hundreds of thousands of nurses looking for work right now. And some of them aren't going to find work in necessarily nursing, which is sad. Some will go overseas and do it. But the thing is, they are there looking for work and are happy to be trained up in other skill sets. So there's a lot of people there and they're great people. But don't take my word for it because right now I've got a little interview with a Filipino friend who joined me on the tour. He was our guide. Well, David Warren was was our host. And, and, and this fellow, Des, lovely guy, he was there to make sure that, you know, we found the places we needed to go to. And he was, he was our connector, if you like. And I've got a little interview for you now in which I ask Des to share his insights as a Filipino person as to what makes them special. Uh, you know, there are a lot of a lot of um, characteristics of a Filipino that you will like, like work ethics, personality, everything actually from 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 the food we eat and everything that you eat. we are very diverse people filipinos we can adapt into any situation you know we are very multitasking 
they're, they're, they've been saying actually that you can put a Filipino into a for in in any in any um, um, foreign foreign city, and they can easily ad- adapt to anything. The culture, the language, the people, the adaptability of, of of the Filipino is 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 amazing. I think that's a big one for me. Like having spent a week with you last week and mm-hmm. meeting lots of Filipino people, for mm-hmm. me that was a big eye-opener to see just how adaptive you yes. guys are. Where does that come from? Well, it is actually the... I mean, I think it, it's the culture and it's how, how we behave to, to, to everything. We value the family. Mm. We touch people. If I'm going to go into a certain place, we can learn, you know, we can, we can learn, we can, we can adopt. One of the things, if I compare it to the Australian culture, work ethic, I suppose, let's call it, because we're talking here specifically about utilising Filipino people uh, for outsourcing of, mm-hmm. of particular areas of our business. And, you know, one of the, the parts, one of the parts of the Australian culture that I've seen play out is that if someone's asked to do something that isn't in their job description, and this is a generalisation, mm-hmm. um, they'll say no. You yes. know, oh, that's not that's not what I'm employed to do. Mm-hmm. W- would you hear that in the Philippines? No, definitely not. We love multitasking. Do you not want to say no? Or it's not about saying no, it's just that you are willing to try new things more often. Exactly. We we love to learn new things. If, if we can see an opportunity for us to learn, then we will go and do it. After the task or after the the after the task, then that's the only time that we can um, say that I think it is not gonna fit into my to my field or it is not yeah. gonna be good. But we we Filipinos actually we love we love trying new things. We love trying new ventures. Love you know, it. we love we love experience new new things. That's the good thing about a Filipino. And um, again, I'm actually, I'm, I'm very proud about it, to be honest. I'm very proud about it. One thing I noticed on the tour last week was that the education mm-hmm. of Filipino people is very high. Yes. Uh, the quality of the language in terms of you speak the Queen's English probably better than I do, Des. Right. <laughs> Not <think> hard. So. <laughs> uh, and so from an education point of view, uh, how important is education in a Filipinos growing up? Education is very important because, um, uh, again, it's a values. Even even the rural places are not wealthy people in the Philippines. We are always being told by our parents that we cannot give you anything or we cannot give you the luxury or whatsoever, but we will work hard for your education. So education is very, very important to, a, to every Filipino. And, mm. and the good thing about it is if the family or the parents couldn't support the education of a certain, you know, of, of, of an individual, it is the, um, again, it is a personality of a Filipino. He's, he's going to go and look for a job and, and, and then study. Tell me um, another thing that mm-hmm. highlight to me was the sense of community and the sense of family. You touched on it before, but... Mm-hmm. It's so strong and I was saying to you last week, you know, like for Australian people uh, in Mm. business, money is a key driver. Mm -hmm. How much money can I earn? I've got to, you know, I can earn a hundred more dollars over there so I'm going over there. Uh, It it appeared to me that that's not so much the case in the Philippines. You know, in the Philippines, um, 
the reason why we're working sometimes is for our family. That's that's the reason why we value our work a lot, because we work for our family. We want to give our family the best. That's actually the reason why we value the job. We value work so much. So can I just understand that a bit deeper? Because what you're saying is that um, work is important because you value the family and mm-hmm. the money that a Filipino person earns often goes back. In fact, in fact, quite a large percentage yes, true, goes true. back back to the family. Is that correct? It's true. Very true. Like 70%, you know, 60 to 70% will be, will, be distri- will be distributed actually to the family. Like, especially right. if you are a, um, like, uh, like you're just the only person who's working within the family and then you're supporting, you're supporting your siblings as well for your school. The, like you're the breadwinner, you know, you're the mm-hmm. breadwinner. So, so got- here we are, we're talking about people in, in a business process outsourcing organisation who are age 20, 30. They're quite young. Generally, yes. generally my experience was they're young. Yes. But these people are uh, earning money, they have a good job, and uh-huh. they're sending 70% of that income home to their family. So logically that says the more they earn, the more they get to send home from the family. But it didn't seem like it was primarily about the amount of money one earns. No. So w- what's most important then? Well, I, I have to admit, of course, money is, is, is important for you to be able to, you know, for you to be able to um, to sustain or for you to be able to live, apparently. Because, um, of course, if you're going to be offered uh, another opportunity and if you think you're going to grow, you're going to grow your career, you know, the Filipinos are very competitive. Yeah, totally. I just want to finish up, Des, by talking about the personality of a typical Filipino worker. Again, let's keep it in the realm of of outsourcing mm-hmm. um one a lot of people listening to this will mm-hmm. be considering employing filipino people into their business mm-hmm. so they'll become their bosses yes how should an australian business owner approach the managing of a filipino person how are you going to approach the filipino i think you just have to be yourself you know and filipinos are very sensitive Filipinos are very sensitive. We mm. we are a bit emotional. A proper communication. Communicate to us properly. So so, so what do you mean by sensitive? Because I heard this word a couple of times on the tour. Sensitive. I mean, meaning like we are a bit, we don't want to be thought of in, in front of a lot of people, you know, like shouted at. <laughs> thought of we are a bit of emotional to be honest like um i I don't know how how to express it but it is something like um a personal personal touch respect one of the things i heard a lot was that filipinos like to hear like they don't mind feedback Mm -hmm. but as long as it's not shared in front of everyone yes and as long as it's given in a way that is fairly um probably soft and Mm -hmm. not not yelled at again like not dissimilar to other nationalities. Yeah. Um, and often mm-hmm. feedback is better coming Filipino to Filipino. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, of course, we want to be we want to be respected as well. You know, of course, you have you have a different language. I mean, you have a different accent. There are, there are certain ways that we may not be able to understand you. But then again, the good thing about it is um, we don't usually do things. Unless we understand, if you know what I mean. We, we always keep on repeating questions like, I'm sorry, Don, I didn't get that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Please repeat. I mean, it is, a, it, is a, it is actually a kind uh, or a personality of Filipino asking 
questions over and over again unless it's going to be clear. I mean, of course, Australians have different personality, have different mindset. They don't want to be asked repeatedly, but but Filipino usually ask if I mean if if we don't understand it, then we ask. Yeah, that's it. Got it. Respect. Got it. Yeah. Respect. R e s p e c t. Love it, Des. Hey, uh, mate. Thank you for sharing some mm-hmm. insights into a wonderful group of people. Thank you very much. Thank you, Des, for those wonderful insights. Beautiful guy, Des. I've got to tell you, and they uh, are very well said. Pretty hard question, really, when I think about it. Like, describe your race. But I think he did it really well. More insights from me, more takeaways. The cost of labour can be up to 90% less than what you would pay here, here in Australia. If you're in America, even more. Uh, it's, it's, so, it's so inexpensive. But let me be clear here. This whole outsourcing thing is not about finding someone for a dollar an hour, right? It's not about that. It's much more than that, but it is incredibly inexpensive nonetheless. I'll tell you what it's about in a minute, but here's some kind of labour costs that we saw on the tour. So you could find someone to work from home for you in skill sets like whether it be copywriting, web development, data admin, um, whatever it may be, from $3 an hour. I'm talking Australian dollars here. I saw people in call centres... Uh, at $12 an hour, and that's paying the call centre who pays the people, so you're not paying those people directly. So you can imagine, you know, they're earning less than that, but they're in a good working environment. They've got ongoing training, support facilities. Saw marketing VAs for $15 an hour. Accountants, bookkeepers, $20, $25, $30 an hour. Now, you compare that to what you're paying over here, and the difference is significant. Significant. Think about what you can do with the savings. So my third learning was that outsourcing is more than simply accessing low-cost human resources. You know, I would argue that probably Tim Ferriss in his book, The 4-Hour Work Week, brought it to our attention that, yeah, you can get people for a dollar, $2, $3 an hour. Um, and maybe that's the mindset that many business owners have. But it's, it's not about that. It's about building revenue, adding more staff because you can, because it's affordable. So you're already saving massive expenses by adding team members at a lower cost, but you're also making time to work on your business and grow your revenue. See, when you outsource some of that stuff that you don't want to do or that you shouldn't be doing, you are freeing yourself up big time to all of a sudden work on some things that are going to significantly grow your business. Um, opportunities to scale up quickly. You know, we visited some businesses, a, a manufacturing business in particular, Uh, who has scaled up off the charts in such a short amount of time. Why? Because he can. He developed a trust in his workers. He's got an amazing labour force now. I'm going to interview him on an upcoming show. His name's Heath. And uh, just mind-blowing just how quickly he scaled up, which he couldn't do back here in Australia. And outsourcing frees cash up to try new things. So not only is it going to allow you to help um, try things in your business that you've been putting off, not getting around to, but it's going to free you up to try new things, things that you might not have been able to try in your home country because it's too expensive. You know, it's going to be just 
prohibitively expensive. But now you've got the opportunity to test some marketing, for example, and it might not work. But hey, it hasn't hasn't meant you've had to mortgage the farm to do it because you haven't paid, uh, you know, hand over fist for it. So some amazing kind of things beyond just cost-saving outsourcing will allow. The fourth kind of insight or learning is that the solution that excited me the most was the one where you put a team in place and have them all work from the same place. And this is actually what David's doing uh, in his business. David Warner's doing with his business. Very clever. So you've got these business processing outsourcing companies where they have HR departments, right? And you give them the brief, you tell them what kind of people that you need, what type of tasks you have, um, and they go and find people. They advertise people, they interview them, they then shortlist them, they hand them over to you for interviews, and then you employ them. And these people work from the BPO, right? And they're sitting together, they're talking to each other, and you are actually building a team who just happen to be in another country, all right? I thought that was just a wonderful, wonderful uh, outsourcing solution. And it appeared, it, appeared, it seemed to me that the, the way you work that team is just as if you had the team locally in Australia. You treat them like your local team. You provide continuous uh, learning, training, development. Um, you provide feedback and performance management and rewards and recognition. Everything you would do if they were here but the companies that are getting the most out of having teams over in the Philippines are treating them just as if they had a team here. Uh, I know some uh, business owners are even flying their teams out to Australia uh, or flying out to the Philippines and meeting with their teams on a regular basis. In fact, I sat next to a guy in the plane on the way home who was doing just that. He was flying home having spent a week with his team. So, you know, travel's pretty easy these days not as expensive as it used to be. So the idea of adding an overseas arm to your business in the Philippines, I think is absolutely extraordinary and it is here now. It's no longer for the big guys. It's here for the little guys amongst us as well. All right. So I think what we've got to do is lose our limiting beliefs, open our mind up to what could be and put a toe in the water and try it out. If you wanted to do that, if you want to explore it more, um, there's a two-hour webinar inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum uh, in which um, pretty much I ask and my forum members ask David Warren every single question they've ever had about outsourcing and that recording is sitting inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum. So um, you can join, head over to crankmymarketing.com. There's also plenty of discussion around outsourcing inside the forum. Um, If you want to contact David, go and contact him directly, david at rockingtheboattours.com. Tell him Timbo sent you. And uh, I would... I am thinking about doing a second small business big marketing uh, rocking the boat tour early next year. Just putting it out there, not setting it in concrete, but if it was something that you were interested in, then uh, again, contact David. You don't need to contact me. Uh, Just express an interest and um, I will kind of think, I'm sort of thinking like February next year. Just putting it on the table. But I guess all in all, Outsourcing to the Philippines is a mighty, mighty good idea. I would love to know your thoughts. I know this is going to get some people's backs up. Oh, you're sending jobs offshore and all that. I've had that discussion. Let's move on. 
you know, let's move on. There's enough for everyone to go around. We're growing empires here. We're growing our businesses into the empires they deserve to be. And outsourcing may be a solution for you to do that. I'd love to know your thoughts, good, bad, or indifferent. Maybe you've got some more questions that David or I can answer. But um, head over to the show notes for this episode over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Episode 268. Leave me your comments. I'd love to hear them. Malcolm Gladwell once said, you walk into the class in second grade, you can't read, what are you going to do if you're going to make it? You identify the smart kid, you make friends with him, you sit next to him, you grow a team around you, you delegate your work to others, you grow your business. Righto, that is almost it. However, there is plenty of marketing gold coming your way. Next episode, I have a chat with a business owner who has built a $7 million business in three years by selling (laughs) costumes. Amazing story and some wonderful insights, particularly around the user experience on your website and customer service. This guy is nailing it. Hey, be sure to use NetRegistry if you need a website uh, or to get your website found. Exclusive listener packages can be found over at netregistry.com.au forward slash Timbo and grab your free $99 design upgrade over at 99designs.com forward slash Timbo and get something designed that you've kind of been holding out on because it ain't that expensive. That's outsourcing right there. Audio production for this show is done by Daryl Delirious Misson. Thanks, Dazza. And the music bed created by the inimitable Lockie Dolly, rockstar. If you need a speaker for an upcoming event, I'm all yours. Head over to timreed.com.au. And if you want to surround yourself with other motivated business owners who talk marketing, who talk growing their businesses exponentially, who just want to do good things in this world, then join the Small Business Big Marketing Forum over at crankmymarketing.com. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. You're not. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.